Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Well, Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. How stunning. Almost no one predicted this. In fact, uh, none of the major analytical organizations, none of the major polling organizations, none of the major media organizations anticipated anything like this. I sat in my office in Nashville, Tennessee, most of the night of the election and could not believe what I saw happening. I don't mind you knowing, and many of you will remind me, I'm sure, that uh, I had predicted a victory for Hillary Clinton. That's not what I wanted. Uh, I'm not a Clinton supporter, but just looking at the electoral math, looking at the major polls, running around the major states in my mind and on paper, I thought Hillary Clinton would win by a couple of points. It's what I've been saying for months. It's what I've expected since the beginning of this election season. Um, I knew that Donald Trump had, uh, of course, won the Republican nomination, and I knew that uh, many on the right supported him, but he had run a fairly poor campaign. Um, other than just hammering the same themes over and over again, he had few ideas. He he made huge mistakes. Uh, anyone who knew anything about his life or career uh, knew um, of of his well. I'll just call them immoral tendencies. Um, the sitting on the Howard Stern show talking about threesomes. Uh, the 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 video that got released late in the campaign, etc. 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 We all know what I'm talking about. We all know about his statements uh, disparaging Mexicans. We all know about his uh, the treatment of blacks at his gatherings. We all know about uh, just just you know, the bad language, all of the things that he has said and done, and uh, very very few ideas, very very little content, and yet he is now president of the United States or will be come January. It's a stunning reversal. And I want to say again uh, that I am uh, happy to admit that I was wrong about who would win this election. Um, no, no hiding at all. I, I did the math. I analyzed it myself. I listened to people much smarter than me. And I had Hillary Clinton by about 2%. That's what I had expected. That's what I told friends. And I think I had said this on this podcast repeatedly. Um, the issue is not that I might have been wrong because that's, that's relatively minor uh, overall. The issue is that the entire apparatus that is devoted to anticipating such things did not have this conclusion. No one expected this kind of victory for Donald Trump. In the last two weeks, I've been on conference calls that have been discussing whether the, 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 there was a possibility that Republicans might even lose the House. Uh, I didn't think that was going to happen, but some people were actually up in arms about that. To win the House, the Senate, and the White House, almost no way. So we awaken here. I'm recording this first thing on November 9th, 2016, the morning after the election. And the fact of the matter is that Donald Trump has not just uh, with challenge, not just with uh, any kind of questionable numbers, uh, but decisively taken the presidency of the United States. And so we enter a new era. We enter an era 
that is going to be very, very tumultuous. Uh, let me give you a few thoughts about why this happened, uh, although we'll be talking about this at the university level for centuries <laughs> and at the pundit level uh, for months. Uh, and then let's talk about uh, some things that we can expect in the wake of this. First of all, what's very obvious is that the polls failed us because people either weren't answering those polls or they weren't telling the truth. The fact is that Donald Trump pulled a larger number of Latinos, even blacks, and definitely women than anyone expected. Uh, also, there was a higher voter turnout upon, upon, among just middle-class Americans. Um, some, of the, some of the disappointment, uh, some of the disillusionment that has set in in recent years uh, was not there this time. The fact is that Donald Trump did energize that base. And by the way, it was not just a white base. Uh, it's middle-class America. Because again, when all the numbers are in, and we're already seeing this, women voted for uh, Trump in larger numbers than expected. Latinos did. So did blacks. Pretty stunning. I don't think we're dealing with a politics of race here. I think we're dealing with something else. And I think what we're dealing with is a, a move that happens from time to time in American history, which is throw the bums out. Uh, Andrew Jackson did it. Uh, Ronald Reagan did it. No one thought these people had a chance. And the mainstream, the, uh, the, 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 the old guard, uh, the, you might even call them the elites uh, in D.C., wouldn't have anything to do with any of these people. Uh, they ran against the elites. They ran against those who uh, you know, establishment Washington, so to speak. It was a tone that resonated with the average guy in the street. And so he turned out in greater numbers. And when it resonates with the average guy in the street, it resonates across the board, men, women, Latinos, blacks, uh, wealthy, uh, unwealthy, etc. cetera. Uh, and so that's what's happened this time. Donald Trump, who you have to admit, uh, ran a pretty bumpy campaign, nevertheless sounded a tone that won the hearts of the street, so to speak. Uh, this is one of the most stunning political defeats uh, and stunning political victories in, in American history. It, it really is. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, a you know, professional class pundit here, so it doesn't bother me to be wrong at all. But the fact that uh, the numbers I was counting on, the way I was counting noses, the stats that we had, the information we had in from both campaigns, you have to understand that not even the Trump people believed that this was going to happen. Uh, this caught everyone by surprise. And uh, even, uh, even those who are Trump supporters, even, even Trump pollsters, no one had these numbers. So it's pretty stunning. Um, why did it happen? Well, first of all, it's that populist theme that I'm talking about with Donald Trump. Uh, Americans distrust their government. They see that Congress isn't going anywhere. They see that the Obama administration, despite his pop, his personal popularity at about 51, 52 percent, uh, is, uh, is, is waning. People are very disturbed by Obamacare, very disturbed by a lack of uh, response to ISIS, uh, very disturbed by the division in the country, um, and just simply don't trust the elites. But I'll have to say too, that part of the problem, and I'm certainly not saying it's the only problem, but part of the problem is that Hillary Clinton was, uh, just as Donald Trump is, by the way, but was a very flawed candidate. She represented the establishment, so to speak. She represented the old guard. She represents, um, 
again, it's, this sounds like I'm almost taking this from Donald Trump's speeches, but even even the left-leaning press is saying this this morning, um, having been in, in the White House during the Clinton administration, having then been a U.S. Senator, Secretary of State, uh, she is identified with what's wrong in the political class of America. Um, when the emails came out, when the arrogance about the man on the street and the disparaging of the man on the street came out in what was said, uh, when... Uh, you know, some of her aides just said horrible things. And then, of course, the lack of wisdom of dabbling in the occult and, and, and writing about it when mainstream America is Christian. Uh, all of this uh, just just did horribly. And, of course, we'll be discussing things like the FBI director's actions for a long time because there's no question that had an effect, too. Um, but Hillary Clinton was a deeply flawed candidate. Uh, you know, I had to tell you, most of the people I know, and certainly I celebrate the idea that a woman might be president left, right, or center. Uh, it's not a, it's not a sexist thing. It's not about Hillary Clinton. Uh, I mean, as a woman, I mean, um, but her political ideology, um, and I think probably the corruption factor, there's no question the democratic party worked against Bernie Sanders. There's no question that, uh, democratic party officials illicitly supported Hillary in ways that shouldn't have happened like at debates and what have you feeding questions, uh, all of this kind of th- thing. It's, uh, it's not really much in question that this is what happened. And so, um, at the last minute, what's very obvious, uh, is that many people either turned or activated. And uh, that's very much what's going on. I'll tell you that there's uh, so so that's that's the, that at this point is about all the analysis I have as to why here. This surprises everyone. I happen to know uh, through channels that it surprises Donald Trump. Uh, it surprises everyone. This was not expected. This is not what people uh, thought was going to happen. Um, some will attribute it to God. Some will attribute it to a great uprising of the American people and the nobility of the American people. Uh, some will attribute it to a white backlash, which I, I don't believe that it is. Uh, I don't think there's as much racism in this country as our recent politics would tend to indicate. Um, but there we are. Donald Trump wins. He wins handily. Uh, he was way up in the electoral college, uh, up more than expected in the popular vote. No challenge is even possible. Hillary Clinton's going to concede later this morning. Uh, at about, she's giving her speech at about nine thirty, uh, Eastern, uh, the, uh, here on the ninth. Um, I'm sure she is devastated. Uh, many are, I'm watching some of the, uh, leaders of the left uh, just almost have to fight tears. It is a very, very odd day. Um, what we're going to find going forward is that, uh, there is going to be a great deal of fear, I believe, amongst those who see Donald Trump as persecutors as a persecutor or as someone who has uh, does not have at the very least does not have their interest at heart. Um, I can understand being a young black person. Uh, and I, as, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, um, I teach many, go to church with many, have friends, many friends, African-American, given where I go to church in D.C., given what I do in D.C., uh, just given how I, I live, um, I would say a vast majority of my friends are black. And not, not that that gives me any street cred. I'm just simply saying that having listened to them, I can understand why they are afraid uh, in the current situation. 
um, why they are for, uh, concerned about Donald Trump. I've told stories on this podcast about young blacks going to Donald Trump rallies and being beaten up and, and um, then having someone get on the cameras afterwards and say, well, maybe next time he comes, we'll have to kill him. I'm not saying that represents Donald Trump, but that was the feel, and I can understand why they're afraid. I can certainly understand uh, why my Kurdish Muslim friends are concerned. Donald Trump at one point talked about uh, not only stopping immigration, but uh, very tight, even unconstitutional controls uh, on the Muslim population in America. Of course, if you're Hispanic, you're thinking in terms of walls. You're thinking in terms of things Donald Trump said uh, about a Hispanic judge in his Trump University case. So it's a time of fear. It's a time of division. The thing that is going to, I think, be the most difficult for many of you that listen to this podcast is the way that uh, conservative evangelicals, conservative Christians backed Donald Trump. Now, this is one of the most openly immoral men we've ever had run for office. Um, That's not necessarily even a judgment on my part. Um, He does talk about regretting his past indiscretions, but... This is a man who has engaged in very serious unrighteousness from a Judeo-Christian perspective. And um, it was widely known. uh, This is is no mystery. Anybody paying attention to him knows this. So oddly, he had strong support from uh, conservative Christians, from uh, religious broadcasters who prayed for him and quote-unquote anointed him with oil at the beginning of of the campaign. Uh, from people on the right. And I, I have to say, I understand at the core why they would lean, of course, Trump more than uh, Clinton in the sense that if you are pro-life, uh, if you are concerned by the very left-leaning and libertine agenda of the um, the liberal uh, party that's been in, the, the liberalism that's been in power for the last eight years or more, uh, then you would naturally respond by going with Trump, who at least says that he is pro-life, that he has traditional values, that he wants to undo the Johnson Amendment, that he wants to uh, restore religious liberty in America, um, and that he wants to empower the guy on the street. All of that uh, is is you know music to the ears of those who have felt Uh, disenfranchised at a religious level. Here's the problem. Two things. The fact is that these religious supporters of Donald Trump are going to be perceived by the rest of the country as having visited Donald Trump upon us. So now um, evangelicals, religious, former religious right, uh, conservative Christians are owning Donald Trump. The problem with that uh, is basically that we're not 100% sure who Donald Trump is. Uh, Laying questions of competence aside, uh, the fact is that you can see online, you can go on YouTube and see a video, some of which uh, it, it's a montage, uh, a collage of different um, different interviews that Donald Trump has done. And the fact is that uh, some of these uh, views that he's uh, representing are within the last decade. Uh, he's in favor uh, on this video of partial birth abortion. He's in favor of gay rights. He's in favor of a national health care system. Uh, he's in favor of, I could go on and on. Um, definitely pro-abortion, definitely pro-partial birth abortion, as I've said. Uh, You just go on and on and on and on. And uh, these are views that he's held, you know, definitely in his recent adult years. So if there's been a change that was never brought out during the campaign, uh, the rest of the country is saying, well, maybe I can see why you evangelicals would go for him for assuming he holds some of those views, but are you sure? And now, of course, can he actually execute? So 
there's a lot of division. There's a lot of upset. I'm hearing left-leaning leaders, even on television this morning, say we're not going to go down without a fight. Um, but for one party, for conservatives, to hold the House, the Senate, and the White House means that Obamacare is almost certainly going to be undone, um, means that a number of other actions on the part of uh, the Obama administration is going to be undone, means that uh, a, a, a sort of a liberal consensus in America that has dominated for quite some time and seemed to be quite popular uh, is going to be undone. So Donald Trump needs to act. He needs to act decisively. He needs to act wisely. Perhaps the best that can be said for those of us who uh, are concerned, we're concerned about both uh, candidates at the top of the ticket, um, the best that can be said about Donald Trump is that probably not having a lot of experience himself, he's going to pull around him some of the better conservative leaders. He'll pull around him wiser heads. He'll listen to advisors, we, we hope. Um, the bottom line for me today is that I'm in, intrigued, I'm actually fascinated by how we got um, how our information was so skewed. And some of some people listening to this podcast will say, well, that's just, you know, the establishment not, not paying attention to the mainstream. No, I'm talking about actual processes of analysis. I'm talking about uh, statistical analysis that let both uh, all political streams, left, right, and center use. Uh, those proved inaccurate in this election. They've proved somewhat inaccurate in times past. I think that may have been political bias. Um, but I want to say again, no one had these numbers. No one anticipated this. And that's interesting, not just as an intellectual issue and a university issue. It's interesting because it means that something in the actual system has so dramatically changed uh, that the old way of doing these analyses are, uh, are just is not valid anymore. Um, a few a few positive things I want to say before I close. First of all, uh, I do believe America is strong enough to endure whatever is coming. I do not believe that racism and hatred at the street level is so severe, um, is as severe as people have presented. Um, I believe that uh, neither of the candidates would just instantly destroy America. <laughs> it's a great time for all of us to reach out across race lines, across age lines, across political lines, uh, across gender lines, and uh, tighten things up and heal and uh, reassure at the local level. Well, ultimately, all politics is local. There's a limit on how much D.C. can do, even when one party dominates. And uh, so be be a, a, an agent of healing. Um there's good news in the in this and that there probably is going to be some populist reworking of American government. It's strange that Donald Trump would be the man sounding the trumpet on that, given that he's far from a populist. Uh, but he at least sounded a tone that reached into the uh, bowels, the guts of America, of the American people. Uh, we will get through this. We will have a country, I think, that may be better on the other side. Uh, there will be some upheaval. There are going to be some, some, there's going to be some anger. There's going to be some backlash. There's going to be some fighting. There are going to be some sit-ins. There are going to be some riots. Uh, people are scared. People are upset. Uh, but the fact is that our country is strong. Our country is solid. Uh, some needed corrections are probably going to happen. Some things are probably going to go badly. Uh, but but uh, ultimately, uh, there is still a God who rules. Uh, there is still a God who uh guides the heart of kings and presidents like a watercourse. There is still a God who does as he wishes with the peoples of the earth um, and who sets one up and puts another down. And uh, I appeal to him. I do not appeal to American politics. I pray constantly to him for this nation. 
And uh, I believe that good things can happen. I am sit here stunned this morning at what has happened. I sit here concerned about Donald Trump's inexperience um, and the fact that the gap between uh, his promises and his ability to deliver at a personal level is pretty ma- pretty massive. But there are good people in this country, good advisors, experienced uh, political leaders who will probably advise him. I'll pray for some good folks. I'll pray for healing in this country. And I'll pray that uh, that some of the tides that have been uh, destructive in this country will roll back. Anyway, Donald Trump is president of the United States. Hillary Clinton did the best she could do. Uh, she now, I believe, will not be president, will not run again. Uh, her political career is probably coming to an end. Uh, a fascinating woman, and uh, she deserves credit for having gotten this far, even if she didn't break that ultimate glass ceiling she had hoped to break. Let's pray for our country. Let's be the, the change that we want to see. Uh, let's, let's not contend violently or attack viciously, but let's contend for righteousness as we understand it. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.